Letter 101 of Letters from Egypt by Lady Lucy Duff Gordon. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. To Mrs. Austin, Luxor, April 12, 1867. Dearest Mutter, I have just received your letters, including the one for Omar which I read to him, and which he kissed and said he should keep as a hagib, talisman. I have given him an order on Kaut's correspondence for the money in case I die. Omar proposes to wait till we get to Cairo, and then to buy a little house, or a floor in one. I am to keep all the money till the house is found, so he will in no way be tempted to do anything foolish with it. I hope you approve? Janet's visit was quite an Eid, festival, as the people said. When I got up on the morning she was expected, I found the house decked with palm-branches and lemon-blossoms, and the holy flags of Abul Hajjaj waving over my balcony. The mosque people had brought them, saying all the people were happy to-day, because it was a fortunate day for me. I suppose if I had a mind to testify, I ought to have indignantly torn down the banners which bore the declaration, There is no God but God, and Mohammed is his prophet. But it appeared to me that if imams and muezzins could send their banners to decorate a Christian house, the Christian might manage to endure the kindness. Then there was Fantasia on horseback, and all the notables to meet the boat, and general welcome and jubilation. Next day I went on with Henry and Janet in the steamer, and had a very pleasant time to Aswan and back, and they stayed another day here, and I hired a little dahabiyah which they towed down to Kenna, where they stayed a day, after which Sheikh Yusuf and I sailed back again to Luxor. As bad luck would have it, we had hot weather just the week they were up here, since then it has been quite cool. Janet has left me her little black and tan terrier, a very nice little dog, but I can't hope to rival Omar in his affections. He sleeps in Omar's bosom, and Omar spoils and pets him all day, and boasts to the people how the dog drinks tea and coffee and eats dainty food, and the people say, Mashallah, whereas I should have expected them to curse the dog's father. The other day a scrupulous person drew back with an air of alarm from Bob's approach, whereupon the dog stared at him, and forthwith plunged into Sheikh Yusuf's lap, from which stronghold he yapped defiance at whoever should object to him. I never laughed more heartily, and Yusuf went into furir. The mouth of the dog only is unclean, and Yusuf declares he is a very well-educated dog, and does not attempt to lick. He pets him accordingly, and gives him tea in his own saucer, only not in the cup. I am to inherit another little blackie from Ross's agency at Kenna, the funniest little chap. I cannot think why I go on expecting so-called savages to be different from other people. Mabruk's simple talk about his village, and the animals and the victuals, and how the men of a neighboring village stole him in order to sell him for a gun, the price of a gun is a boy, but were prevented by a razia of Turks, etc., who killed the first aggressors and took all the children— all this he tells just as an English boy might tell of bird-nesting. Delights me. He has the same general notion of right and wrong, and yet his tribe know neither bread nor any sort of clothes, nor cheese nor butter, nor even drink milk, nor the African beer, and it always rains there, and is always deadly cold at night, so that without a fire they would die. They have two products of civilization, guns and tobacco, for which they pay in boys and girls, whom they steal. I wonder where the country is. It is called Sawagli, and the next people are Musa, on the sea-coast, and it is not so hot as Egypt. 
It must be in the southern hemisphere. The new Negrillon is from Darfur. Won't Maurice be amused by his attendants? The Darfur boy will trot after him, as he can shoot and clean guns, tiny as he is. Maurice seems to wish to come, and I hope Alexander will let him spend the winter here, and I will take him up to the second cataract. I really think he would enjoy it. My boat will not return, I think, for another six weeks. Mr. Eaton and Mr. Baird were such nice people. Their dragoman, a Maltese, appeared to hate the Italians with ferocity. He said all decent people in Malta would ten times rather belong to the Mohammedans than to the Italians. After all, blood tells. He was a very respectable young man, and being a dragoman and the son of a dragoman, he has seen the world, and particularly the Muslims. I suppose it is the Pope that makes the Italians so hateful to them. The post here is dreadful. I would not mind their reading one's letters if they would only send them on. Omar begs we to say that he and his children will pray for you all his life, please God, not for the money only, but still more for the good words and the trusting him. But he says, I can't say much, politica, please God, she shall see, only I kiss her hand now. You will hear from Janet about her excursion. What I liked best was shooting the cataract in a small boat. It was fine fantasia. End of letter 101. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.